From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the prosecution summons main opposition Democratic Party Chair Lee Jae-myung for questioning and an expanding probe into third-party bribery allegations. Parliamentary Speaker Kim Jin-pyo sets Friday as the new deadline for passing next year's budget plan amid a stalemate between the rival parties. And health authorities plan to turn the mandatory indoor masking rules into a recommended protocol as long as certain criteria are met. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The prosecution has reportedly summoned main opposition Democratic Party Chairman Lee Jae-myung for questioning. According to the DP and the legal community on Thursday, the Songnam branch of the Suwon District Prosecutor's Office issued the summons notice in relation to its investigation into third-party bribery charges against E. The questioning session was reportedly set for next Wednesday. E is suspected of taking donations worth some 16 billion won or approximately 12.5 million U.S. dollars from companies including Doosan and Naver through Songnam FC between 2014 and 2016 as the club's de facto owner while mayor of the city. In return, the firms allegedly received business favors such as building permits and changes to land use terms. The prosecution's latest move comes after the detainment of E's close confidants Kim Yong and Jung Jin Sang. The main opposition Democratic Party has strongly condemned the government over a summons by the prosecution for party leader Lee Jae-myung as part of a bribery allegations probe. Speaking to reporters at the National Assembly on Thursday, DP floor leader Park Hong-gun said the party will discuss response options to the summons notice. Calling the order regrettable, he added that summoning the leader of the main opposition party and President Yoon Suk-yeol's former opponent in the presidential election is clearly a concerted attempt by the current administration to eliminate a political opponent. The ruling People Power Party, on the other hand, urged the DP chief to accept the prosecution's summons, arguing that E could hide behind the opposition's large majority in parliament for a while, but the truth will always be revealed. National Assembly Speaker Kim Jin-pyo said on Wednesday that a plenary parliamentary session will convene Friday afternoon, aiming to pass the long-held-up passage of next year's budget bill. Kim announced his decision in a statement to hold a plenary session at 2 p.m. Friday. He wants to ensure the bill's adoption during the upcoming plenary session, whether it be a version as agreed upon between the rival parties or as the government initially proposed if the two sides fail to reach a consensus by the deadline. Failing either option... The speaker said a modified version, as proposed by the main opposition Democratic Party, may be put to a vote due to a lack of bipartisan agreement. The announcement is apparently an ultimatum from the speaker amid a stalemate between the ruling People Power Party and the DP, forcing them to miss two previous deadlines. Health authorities plan to downgrade indoor mask wearing from a requirement to a recommendation once COVID-19 indices meet certain criteria. According to ruling People Power Party policy chief Sung Il-jong on Thursday, the plan was reported by the government during a bipartite consultative meeting. Some of the key indices under consideration include signs that the latest wave is slowing down, as well as the number of critical cases and deaths. High-risk facilities such as nursing homes, hospitals, and welfare centers, however, will be excluded from the policy shift. The government is expected to announce adjustments to the mask mandate in Friday's meeting of the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures Headquarters based on the two-way discussions. 
New COVID-19 cases registered in the 70,000 range on Thursday, with a number of critical cases hitting the highest level in some three months. The Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency said on Thursday that 75,744 infections were reported throughout the previous day, including 73 from overseas, bringing the country's cumulative caseload to about 28,466,000. The daily tally is down by some 12,000 from the previous day, but rose by 5,600 from a week ago and 10,000 from two weeks ago. Meanwhile, quarantine authorities added China to its list of what it termed target inspection countries amid a significant resurgence of COVID-19 cases in the neighboring country. South Korea's financial stress index surged into the danger range due largely to U.S. monetary tightening and increased volatility stemming from a credit crunch triggered by the developer of Legoland Korea. According to data from the Bank of Korea on Thursday, the FSI, based on real economic and financial indicators, stood at 23.6 and 23 in October and November, respectively. After gradually increasing within the caution range between March and September, the FSI surpassed the 22-point threshold to enter the danger zone the two previous months. The BOK said that expanded market volatility from global monetary tightening and geopolitical risks combined with the unexpected credit crisis involving a default by the Legoland developer have restricted some intermediating functions of the bond and short-term money market. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. Heavy snow is expected to hit Chungcheong and Jola provinces, as well as Jeju Island, through Christmas Eve on Saturday. According to weather authorities, inland areas of Chungcheong provinces are expected to receive 5 to 15 centimeters until Saturday, while more than 30 centimeters of snow is expected to pound parts of Jola provinces. A cold snap, meanwhile, will grip the nation again on Thursday, with afternoon highs ranging from minus 8 degrees Celsius to 3 degrees above zero, down 6 to 9 degrees from a day ago. The mercury is forecast to dip further on Friday, with the morning low in Seoul expected to fall to minus 14 degrees Celsius. The cold snap is likely to let up from Sunday. With a cold wave gripping the nation amid heavy snowfall, electricity demand is expected to hit an all-time high on Thursday. The Ministry of Trade, Industry and Energy predicted that the country's maximum power demand is expected to skyrocket to 94.5 gigawatts, the highest ever recorded. The demand is expected to surpass the previous high of 93 gigawatts recorded in the middle of the heat wave in July. If the projection proves to be correct, it would be the third time the wintertime record is broken within this week alone, and the ministry expects high demand to continue for the time being. Events will be held across the country to greet the first sunrise of the new year as the nation continues to return to post-pandemic normalcy. Ulju County announced on Thursday that the city of Ulsan, where the sunrise is seen first on the Korean Peninsula, will hold events from December 31st to the next day, featuring movie screenings and meals offering the traditional New Year's dish of rice cake soup on January 1st. Night climbers will also be permitted to trek up Jeju Island's famous Hala Mountain on New Year's Eve for the first time in two years, with safety officials on hand to maintain control. The city of Gangneung on the east coast will also welcome visitors for similar events, as will Busan at Haeundae and Gwangali beaches. The South Korean film Decision to Leave, directed by Pak Chan-wook, has been shortlisted for the 95th Academy Awards in the category of International Features. 
The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences unveiled its shortlists for the 2023 Oscars in 10 categories, including documentary features, international features, and documentary short subject. Decision to Leave was among 15 international films that made the shortlist out of all the international submissions by 92 countries. From each shortlist, five final nominees will officially be announced on January 24th, along with the nominees for the remaining categories. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 27.78 points, or 1.19% on Thursday, closing the day at 2,356.73. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also rose, gaining 9.32 points, or 1.32%, to close the day at 715.02. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 9.51 against the dollar, ending the day at 1,276.21. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.